Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, where we're balancing life through health, wealth, business, and relationships. All right, hello everyone and welcome to the show. My name is Colton Cockrell and with me I have my lovely co-host as always, Miss Trisha Stetzel. Trisha, hello. Hey guys. Oh my goodness, Colton. Where's your energy today? <laughs> hey guys, I am so excited to be here today and we have a very, very special guest with us. So welcome everyone this month on the show. We are focused on family and relationships. And today we're going to discuss the importance of strong family and relationships and who better to talk about family and relationships than Rachel Modlin with the Sanctuary Foster Care. Rachel, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. And Trisha, I think you said family relationships like three times. So uh, I did. yes, it's, it's very important. That's why you said it three times, right? Uh, so before we jump in with questions um, and the importance of family relationships, uh, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to our sponsor, Results Extreme Business Solutions. Trisha, I'm going to mix it up today. I'm going to let you give the, ask the first question. Okay. Fantastic. And since this will be the first family relationships show of the month, just to remind everybody, you know, why we're going down this path, because Colton and I are normally talking about business and finances and those sorts of things. And what we really wanted to bring was balance and talking about family and relationships, I think is so important to bringing balance to all of us and all of our lives. So Rachel, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into the business of helping foster care children and parents find each other? Yes, absolutely. So I was um, a foster kid in the state of Colorado, um, and I ended up aging out of foster care. My uh, foster parents kicked me out on my 18th birthday. Um, and I was really fortunate and really blessed to have, um, I think, the best caseworker on the planet. Um, and so because of her, it really inspired me to just become a social worker and really get involved and help people. Um, and so uh, being a foster kid and being able to be involved and um, seeing where there's issues, but also being part of the solution, I think is just, it's a huge blessing and I love it. Yeah, yeah and- Absolutely. Yeah, we, we had you on the show today uh, because of that story, because you you don't only, I mean, you have a family yourself, but you're also involved in many families' lives. So tell me, what are some things that you see just family to family, um, I guess, really for people who maybe be str- they're struggling with, you know, their kids, their teenagers, whatever age, what have you seen to be helpful, you know, tips, tricks for parents to, you know, get their kids to engage, listen, you know, behave, whatever it may be? Um, I think for me, the big thing is realizing that every kid is different, Um, especially when dealing with our foster kiddos. They all come from trauma, but they all come from very different trauma. And so understanding them and understanding what their needs are. um, We have a saying connection before correction. And so really getting to know your kiddos um, before you're trying to correct them. And even at home, you know, with my biological children, they don't come from any trauma. And um, really just understanding what the need is and and really knowing what is driving that behavior. Um, and so I just, I find like a lot of patience and a lot of grace and in those really difficult moments, you know, humbling myself and remembering that these kids are coming from really difficult times and they're experiencing something that 
they've never had to experience. And that's typically comes with structure or discipline. And so in those moments, really taking a step back and being like, I get to go through this really difficult moment with this kid. Um, and I think there's something really beautiful about that to be able to go through that with them. Yeah. I mean, foster or not, I mean, still every, every kid, like you said, is different and, and they're going to have, you know, what makes them tick or how they listen and stuff. Yeah. I think what you said is so important about the patience aspect. Uh, I know so quickly, you know, parents come home from work, whatever, and, you know, they have a ton on their mind. The last thing they want to do is deal with, you know, a rough situation, whatever it may be. So patience, man, that, that, that is probably going to be the, the yes. podcast is just have patience with your kids. Cause man, now today's generation, holy cow, some of the most disrespectful <laughs> Truly, <laughs> but we love well, them through so, it every moment. We do. <laughs> and let's dig a little bit further into how difficult Rachel it's been since 2020 as parents, as children, and kind of the world that we live in now. What What are some things that you found to be beneficial inside your family, or even working with your foster families? to help get through these really significant uh, times that we're going through right now? For me, I think the biggest thing is a support system, um, no matter what that looks like, um, whether it be friends or coworkers or family, um, just finding people that you can really rely on um, and entrust these difficult times with, because it is, it's, um, I mean, it's something that none of us have really experienced in our lifetime. And so, being kind of just thrown into it to say, figure it out. Um, I think it really makes you rely on people that you either didn't have to rely on before, or you didn't realize that you needed to rely on them. So how do you find the, that support system, Rachel? What's the best way to go about that? I think being vocal about what your needs are. Um, I think it's really hard when you know, there's this need and and for a lot of people, I know for me, from my history to speak out and say, I have a need, it, it almost makes you feel vulnerable, um, which then in turn makes you feel a little unsafe. And so um, for me, finding people that you trust and people that you know that you can go to um, is really important. I think just being able to speak up and say, hey, I need help. I'm really struggling in this area or I need something in this area. And you can relate that to probably every single category we talk about on this show is just being, mm -hmm. <laughs> swallowing the pride and just asking for help um, for sure. And so really whenever, I mean, and I don't want to just make it about, you know, the kids, kids and parents, but again, I think this is just such an important topic. Uh, whenever you're working with kids and you can use your own kids as an example, um, you know, what, what is, I know we talked about, you know, listen to them, figure out what makes them tick and stuff, but can we get more specific? Is there, what are some, some things that you've learned or things that you, um, whenever you just, per, to get to the position you are that you, you taught yourself that you went through the courses to really make sure that you're engaging, like, what does that look like on a very surface level? Yeah. Lots of training and lots of self-awareness, um, is the big thing. Um, something that we talk about a lot in our trainings is, uh, TBRI and, um, it's, it's really just building that relationship with kids um, and really just understanding them because there's, you know, every kid is so different and there's so many things to learn. And so for me, like I look at every difficult situation that I deal with, whether it be with our foster kids or even my personal 
kids is being really self-aware and being open to learning something new um, and being able to look back at that situation and say, wow, I really, you know, I learned this from that or next time I can really try this and I've learned something new about my kid. And so now I can really apply that. So Rachel, when, when somebody says social worker, everybody has their own, like, right. This, this thing that pops into their head. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there about what a social worker actually does or is. Can we talk about a few of those? Yeah. Um, so what I do is case management specifically. And so I am that go between for our foster families and CPS. Um, and it really, it's, we're just part of a team, you know, for every kid that comes into care, there's a whole collective team that has to work together and get along because we all have the same goal. And that's for these kids to be safe and loved and um, ultimately have the best outcome possible, no matter what that looks like. Um, and so I always tell people, you know, because there is just this conception that it's, there's so many different things that come to mind and it's, it's really people who do this, do this because we love kids and we want to help kids and help families, you know, not just foster families, but biological families, because um, statistically so many of them come from trauma themselves and don't have that support. And so being just one more person in their corner to root them on and say, you can do this um, is really what we do. And the, the, I think the thing that, you know, I hear a lot and it's what's so sad and that's why it's so important to have a, you know, a solid ground with your children, um, you know, your personal children uh, is because the people that are, that do wind up in foster, it's not everybody, there's horrible situations, parents might pass away, horrible things happen, but, you know, you see, you know, abuse, you see all these horrible things and that sets the stage for the kid for the rest of their lives. It is so difficult when something like that happens for them to break that mindset, for them to open up and trust other people. Um, can you talk about that, how, the importance of, you know, really making sure that, that you're loving your kid, that you're, you're just supporting them, that you're not, you know, you're not tearing them down because all that stuff at a young age is just being absorbed. And that is just creating the person they're going to be in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. We get, you know, these kids and, they, they come to us, whether they come at age two or age 17, there's already such a like large amount of trauma in this little person. And so you're really rewiring their brain. And so, you know, when you sit with them through those really difficult moments and you show them like, Hey, you can trust me. And in one of your most difficult times, where you're triggered and you're really struggling, you build that relationship with them and you help build that trust where when it comes time to getting a more things that they need, they're going to come to you and they're going to trust you for that. And so when you have a kid, um, especially with our older kids who, you know, are reluctant to getting help and therapy, when you build that trust with them, you're able to help them realize the, the benefits of it and get that buy-in with them. Um, because you go through these, horrible and tragic times with them. Yeah. So Rachel, what so many families and most of our listeners are business owners. So they're balancing business, they're balancing their families, they're balancing kids and their household and trying to get healthy again because maybe they <laughs> let themselves go over COVID, right? All of these things. What piece of advice would you give to our listeners about finding that 
holistic balance between all of these things that are pushing and pulling in different directions? I think the biggest thing for what I think is the best is self-care. I always have to remind myself, especially in this job where you do deal with so many heavy things um, personally and ethically and in your work environment and then having to go home and and turn that off so you can be 100% for your kids or your family at home is self-care. Um, because I, I really am a big believer that if I'm not taking care of myself, I can't give 100% in any aspect of my life. And so, um, you know, if I'm not taking that time to read my Bible every morning or taking that one day a week to just, you know, spend an hour of quiet time and just breathe and you know, process, then I can't give a hundred percent to my family or to my job. Um, and so to me, I like, I always just, I cannot harp enough on how important self-care is um, for yourself, but also for your family. She kind of just summed up what we're trying to do with our podcast. So uh, thank you for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. Well, I, so I want to take this, we only have a few minutes left and I want to take this in a lighter direction um, because this topic is pretty heavy, but now I want to talk about animals <laughs> because I know Rachel that you're a dog lover, Colton, yes. you and I are both dog lovers. So we hang around with a bunch of dog lovers. So what about, what about balancing this whole balancing act that we have, but we also have these four legged critters that we have to take care of. Right. So how do you, what are there anything is there anything special that you do for your four-legged kids on a regular basis they um are horribly spoiled um and so (laughs) they sleep in my king-size bed i get about two inches on my bed they each have their own pillows and their own blankets and so my husband and i sleep complete opposites of the bed so they can have the whole middle part they are spoiled rotten (laughs) Well, we're going to add a whole nother segment to the show. <laughs> you, you probably actually have a lot of business people who can relate to that. You know, nothing like that. Like you want your wife hugging you at night? No, no, I want my dog right next to me at night. That's, yes. that's awesome. <laughs> Are you too hot? Don't worry about it. Just move over a little bit more and give them some space. Yeah. Animals do so many great things for us though, you know, and I I don't want to go too far into the health and wellness space because that's not what we're talking about, but they do become our family. You know, these four-legged kids, whether it's dogs or cats, or maybe you have parrots or alligators, whatever you have at home, they become part of your family. And it, there's science that shows they can actually lower your blood pressure, right? Colton's like, would you just stop it? Did you, did you say alligators? Like who has a alligator? I don't know. I Listen, I was, just, <laughs> I was just in New Orleans. I can't, sorry. I, Nola. it's just Nola. on my mind. Yeah, Nola. No. Yeah. Come in. And, and if you did not know this, Rachel, um, Trisha is like the biggest dog. I mean, she, she's done tons of stuff with dogs. That's why she's a fan. But I do want our listeners when, before they leave this podcast to really understand the importance of making sure that you do spend time uh, with the family as a whole, you know, whether that's, you know, spending an hour, hour and a half, a dinner every night together, whatever it may be, spend that time. Um, and really like, like Rachel said, pour yourself into them, take, take time to take care of yourself so you can be there and present, but, but knock that out because I know a lot of parents, are juggling a ton, especially if you're a business owner, you're juggling a, a bunch. So Rachel, thank you so much for being on the show today. And Trisha, I'm going to let you take us out today. 
All right. Fantastic. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. We had a really great time with you and I appreciate you sharing your story. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap. We'll be focused on family and relationships for the entire month of May. Next week, we'll be talking to Erin Callahan about protecting you and your family through estate planning. Thanks again for tuning into this week's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with the most important people in your life. Colton Cocker with Sherman McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207 Friendswood, Texas 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc. Member Finn Recipic. Sherman McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.